Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Hello, the dog. It's Fergie. If you ain't got no money, take your bro. Hey. Hey. Everybody. How are you? I'm good. Are you feeling good? I am feeling so good today. Yeah, I missed you. I miss you too. I feel yes. like it's literally been a month since I've <clears> seen you. And guess what? It's literally been a month since I've seen you. <laughs> no, but also too, like, we haven't talked yet at all. No, this week we've kind of been um Are we fighting? Each other. Which, are we fighting? Huh? <laughs> are we fighting? We're not fighting. I'm not okay. fighting with you. I just don't know if you're fighting with me. Oh, well, I'm not fighting with you, so I guess that's all cleared up. Yeah, see? <laughs> and that's why we're friends. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you've been busy with work. You've gotten back to work, and it's been a crazy schedule for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have actually had quite a busy week myself. Yeah. Um, oh, I so, see you went shopping. Huh? You went shopping. I did. So um, Clovis has a, uh, which is the town I live in, uh, has a like outdoor antique fair type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, in our like downtown area, the old town Clovis. And uh, I went with my mom this weekend um, to go and just like look around she, uh, she just built a house and they're finally moving in this oh, month yes that's yeah, right know, she's so excited um and <clears throat> she was looking for a few things that would go in her bathroom because she's going mm-hmm. antique farmhouse chic with the whole um theme of the home and um she wanted like an old-fashioned iron and washboard for the laundry room and she, <laughs> she gonna she gonna beat dad up yeah, she, oh. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna take that thing and hit him upside of the head um well that's exciting but what did you buy what did you would you find anything i did uh if you follow me on instagram at cantina fey um spelled like can tina fey uh <laughs> we'll put that in the bio <laughs> <laughs> um I posted on there that I did a thing, and that thing was I purchased an almost two-foot-tall plush version of Hugo from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. That's cute. Um, and he's adorable. And I was like, well, now that I have him, I need Laverne and I need Victor to go along with him. Not I you, sitting but nowhere. if you would like to. You cannot um, put me in no corner. <laughs> Well, I don't think you would really want to be part of this collection because they're puppets. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Depending on the day. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. So I bought a, a giant Hugo plush puppet, which I didn't even know it was a puppet until I was doing my research online. I was like, oh, he talked. <laughs> right on. Uh, but he's adorable. He's, uh, you really can't see him, but he's sitting in the... The cor- no, you can't. I just see. I just see dopey. No. Well, that's cool. Right on. That's and then cute. I got um, a couple more movie posters to throw up in on the wall back here, um, because you know I'm trying to fill up as much space on the walls in this room with just like pictures and artwork and 
posters and stuff. So I have a uh, Melancholia poster and a Fight Club poster that's um, that one scene where Brad Pitt's all beaten up and he's all shirtless. And mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So that's going to be on the wall. And um, our new assistants... Also, I, I picked up this week. We Honestly, have some they're fired. If you follow us on Instagram, um, you would see that uh, we are a little late with this episode because we've had some scheduling conflicts because we have decided to take on Pain and Panic from Hercules as our new unpaid interns, and they screwed everything up for us this week. Uh, but they're cute and adorable, and they're just sitting, hanging out over there. They're little bitches. I, I I knew it from the moment. Like I was just yeah, like, this I know. isn't gonna you work. Told me not to you can't have four of us in the room. There's, that's literally it's us. You can't. You can only have two of us, and that's it. Yeah, it, it was a little um, a, a bit of a bad idea. But hey, what are you gonna do? We live I mean, and we learn. Exactly. But we're still here. <laughs> yeah, we're here. We're here. <laughs> we're making up for it. So we made a little bit of a flub again with last week's episode. Oh my goodness, I can't with us. What did we do now? Um, we did not... This is... Okay, honestly, this is the I'm stupid segment. Yeah. No, this is just... I think we should start looking at, at a calendar <laughs> to kind of see what events are happening that, uh, that month. Because we missed what? Mean Girls Day. Um, October 3rd, mm-hmm. which we've already decided we're going to do something next, uh, next year for it. We're going to do like a big Mean Girls, uh, episode or two, cause that'll also kind of fall around our one year anniversary, um, of the show. Cause we mm-hmm. posted like a couple days before October 3rd, which we're honestly going to talk about Mean Girls a lot. So yeah, if you don't cool. like it, you, then we're not for you. Get out. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> uh, but last week was National Coming Out Day. October 11th was National Coming Out Day. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So um, I don't know about you. Do you mm-hmm. want to share your coming out story? Um, or a coming out story? A? Yeah. Um, honestly, one of my favorites was my Aunt Amanda. When I came out to her, it was, it was like, I don't know. She was probably... The person who I was least scared of, uh-huh. but I felt all the love immediately. Yeah, I always felt that with your aunt. You know, so that's the, probably my most favorite one, just because it was just kind of like... Easy. Easy, and I was looking at her the whole time. I never steered away. Mm-hmm. Like, just because I knew... That it was going to be comforting, Mm -hmm. you know, but also I'm just glad that I got to share that, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. kind of feel like, I don't know, it just was one of my favorite moments that I'll probably never forget with her just because it it was just that. It was simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And probably my dad's. My dad's as well. Um, I don't know. My dad is just this big, very like, you know, he looks like Ice Cube. So he look, can look scary, you know. He he can look a little scary sometimes. Your dad looks rem- tough. Like, you don't <clears> want to cross him, he'd beat your ass. If but he, my dad is like a big old fucking baby. He's a big baby. He's like, a big old teddy bear. He has the biggest, like, he's more sensitive than me. No, that's not a good, like, he's really sensitive. 
if my okay here here's how sensitive my dad is if my sister spanks my niece because she did something bad my dad will cry for her <laughs> that's how big of like a sensitive person like my dad is he's just so like don't mean. spank her you know <laughs> and but like when when i told him he was just like okay well who is he when do i get to meet him and i was like well shit that was unexpected you know mm-hmm. just cuz i thought it was going to be Something different, but yeah. No. Yeah, I would say, um, for me, my, I guess, quote-unquote, favorite coming out story is when I came out to my sister. Um, Mm -hmm. We were driving around, and I was like, I gotta tell somebody in my family, all my friends know. Because I was one of those people, my big, like, coming out to everybody story is that um, back in the days of MySpace, you had your bulletin board. And people would do, like, MySpace surveys, blogs, whatever, in their little, like, bulletin section. And I think the post was Secrets Out, and then if you clicked on it, like, that was the title. It was Secrets Out, and then you clicked on it, you open all it says is, I'm bi. Which, one, is false. <laughs> I was, yeah. I, I went the, the, the chicken shit route of hiding behind bisexuality to kind of, like, ease the blow of coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, to the public. Uh, so I did that, and that's kind of how all my friends found out. Um, a lot of people are upset that that's how I did it, but, you know. Honestly, I don't even remember, like, I don't know. That was never a thing. No. You know what I mean? Like, for like for us, like, I don't yeah. even remember you telling me. I think it just was, like. This is just okay. a thing. It's this existing, is a, and this exactly. is who I am, and we're yeah. just going to accept it and move on. And yeah. it's the same thing when you came out to me. I was like, okay, so you like guys now. Cool. Now we can look at guys together again. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's really how it was. And that's kind of how it was with my sister when I came out to her. I was like, she was telling me the story, and she was in in high school at the time. And she's telling a story about some drama that was happening with her and her friends. And I was like, I need to tell you something. And she's like, okay, what? And I was like, well, you know, my friend, so-and-so. And she's like, yes. And I'm like, well, I like them more than just a friend. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, what are you trying to say? And I was like, well, I'm trying. Your sister would. She like- I was like, I, <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm gay. Uh-huh. And she's look at. She took a beat. She looked at me. And I shit you not, she went, anyway, so so and so is a fucking bitch. <laughs> I'm dead. She fucking went and did this, this, this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that was the end of it. Um, I will say, though, on a, kind of like as a little bit of a bridge transitional period, um, today is a very special day. It's not only my 11th anniversary. Oh. I know. Can you believe I've been with this man for 11 years? Oh, Jesus. I know. It's crazy. Um, But also, today is the 35th anniversary of the very first blockbuster video opening up in Dallas, Texas. What the hell? Yeah. 45? 35. 35. Yeah, 1985. On October 19th, the very first blockbuster opened, which today is the 19th that we're recording this on. Um, 
So happy birthday to Blockbuster. Happy birthday, even though you're dead. I know. My Ugh. childhood playground is gone. <laughs> well, there's there's one Blockbuster open, I believe. Yeah, it's in Bend, Oregon, some, I believe. Some and flyover state. We honestly need to make a trek up there when COVID times are good and safe. Honestly. To leave our house. Um, I think that's definitely a, a trek that you and I need to go on. Because... Especially if you grow up in the time where Blockbuster was, like, the hip happening place to be on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had to be there between, like, five and six. Any later, mm-hmm. you were you were getting the shit movies. Mm-hmm. You better be <laughs> prepared to be on a wait list for those new releases. Exactly. In. You better come in every day. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking about it this morning. Um Kind of like yours and my history with Blockbuster and how that it was kind of like the feeding ground to how you and I um, love, became like yeah. came to love movies and also our buying habits. <laughs> yeah, really bad. Because <laughs> that's where it all started. Yep. Um, man, I miss Blockbuster so much. Yeah. I think it would be thrive in like. A post-COVID 2020 world. Oh, for sure. Yes. Like, everybody's stuck at home. There would have been able to be a way where you could just, like, call in and put movies aside under your name and check them out or something. Mm Mm-hmm. So, happy birthday to Blockbuster. Yeah, happy anniversary to you, too. Like, ugh. That's crazy. 11 years. I know. 11 years. 11 long. Long, long years. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, honestly, it's crazy because um, sometimes it's like, yeah, we've definitely been together for 11 years. But a majority of the time, I feel like it's still brand new and fresh. And I guess that's a good thing for a couple who's been uh, in a relationship as long as we have. Um, but it's nice having like a partner that had this long steady adult relationship with for so many years because to be completely honest with you I thought I was going to be like single the majority of my life and just like hot from relationship to relationship and Ugh. having somebody who's so shown work. me that no you're not you're going to be an old married woman um, <laughs> is just I don't know I love that guy to death he's a pain in my butt sometimes but I love him so much of course, that's that's honestly what life is about. As you know, being with being in a relationship, it's the ups and downs and the in betweens, and that's beautiful. Are you ready for hot topics, girl? I'm ready. What you got? What you uh, got? Okay. All right. So, if you haven't heard of this artist, her name is Laura Bell Bundy. Um, she recently uh, did her own version of the famous song "Girls Just Want to Have Fun" by Cyndi Lauper. You know that that song, right, man? Oh yeah, it's a classic. Okay, also, um, who for those of us who are not indoctrinated into the world of Laura Bell Bundy, I'm excluding <laughs> myself from that. But for anybody <laughs> listening who doesn't know who this wonderful gem of a human being is, explain to me, Victor, who is Laura Bell Bundy? Laura Bell Bundy will forever be the musical version of Elle Woods. To me, she's the ultimate uh, version of Elle Woods. Oh, of course. To be completely honest with you. Sorry, really? no, no shade to Reese. Oh, really? 
oh, yeah, you don't know this about me? I don't. Yeah, no. Um, Laura Bell Bundy's version of Elle Woods is probably my favorite version of Elle Woods. Oh, wow. That's exciting to know. I I really didn't know this. Well, okay, so... You and I were obsessed with Legally Blonde, the musical, when it came out. Because MTV had that whole search thing for Mm -hmm. her. I literally watched... Legally, when they filmed Legally Blonde and put it on MTV, I watched it every single time it was on. I remember going to your Nana's house because that's where you recorded it at. Yeah, I watched yeah. it every single day. I was obsessed with it. It's so good. And, and she, yeah, she is. I don't. I love Reese Witherspoon as Elwood. She's the original. Yeah. But there's something that Laura Bell does with the character Elwood's that's... Not so much ditzy blonde girl who's just, like, falling into this, like, thing. Mm-hmm. There is a bit more of a drive and an ambition behind her portrayal of Elwood's that I just connect with a lot more than Reese's. Yeah. You know what it is? I think it's the realization of, I can be a fucking lawyer. Yeah. She shows that more, and it happens earlier than later. Yeah, I, would. It, yeah. I mean, in, in the movie, it's just kind of like, oops, I'm kind of good at this. And I guess we're going to see what happens with this, you right. know? And I don't yeah, know. It's I've, almost with the movie. It's a um, I'm going to prove to you <clears throat> that I'm good at this rather than in the musical. It's more of a wait. I actually can do this. I'm going to prove it to me. Exactly. Yeah. That, yeah. In Laura Bell, she just... She she brings it home every single time. Anytime I see things of her, it just makes me happy. And I usually go on a 10-minute Legally Blonde binge. And then I finally jump into what it is that she's doing just because it makes me happy. But, um, yeah, she released a single. Um, it was Like I said, it was a cover of Cyndi Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And she does this giant twist on it to where it's not about what you think it is in the 80s it's she goes into like a um a domestic violence type issue mm-hmm. and it takes you from the beginning of meeting him and just kind of getting married to him and then it it just it's very simple i will it doesn't sound simple but the music video is really simple like meaning she probably did it at home mm-hmm. with her ipad to be honest like you know yeah it but, feels very um at f- when you sent me the video i'm not gonna lie i was like okay this video looks a little lame and you're like it's quarantine time girl like y- give her the props and i watched it again a couple days later and i did start to see like the pieces of the story that were being weaved together yeah um and it does feel like it's her like maybe holding a camera or a phone and like laying down and like doing all these different things, but there's a green screen. So the background is constantly changing. Yeah. I thought the, um, like painting on the dress onto her body Mm -hmm. was a really cool idea. Yeah. But it's a good video. I I would suggest people go. And like, yeah, her, her choices behind things were like, I don't know, she just added strings, Mm -hmm. definitely slowed it down and it was kind of haunting. And then by the end of it, when it finally was just, you, you definitely breathe in that, that breath of release that she find of kind of felt 
at the end by the end of it and i just was like that's what art is like that's what art should be that you need to feel things and if you don't feel anything then you know that's okay this art's not for you you know again once again we'll 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 put the music video link in our bio or we'll snap a photo of it so you know exactly where to go to but should definitely check it out still a great song yeah still a great song still beautiful to listen to and you just you'll walk away feeling totally different like fuck mind blown um it was and it'll put a different spin on a song that everybody pretty much knows like girls just want to have fun is one of those pop songs that just it's in the culture like everybody knows it people have done multiple different versions and 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 takes on girls just want to have fun and this is definitely something that I haven't seen done with this song that has a very powerful message behind it. So I saw something that totally made me laugh, but something I I, I didn't realize this watching it, even watching it now as an adult, but in the movie Tu Wong Fu, thanks to everything, thank you for everything, Julie Newmar, Mm -hmm. um, there's the sheriff, Sheriff Dudley, Doodley, I Mm -hmm. can't remember his name, but he's searching for these drag, these three drag queens because he just is a homophobe and just Mm -hmm. wants to lock them up and put them behind bars. Mm -hmm. But there's this, the scene in the movie where he's literally like pulling people over, doing like checkpoints and um, they pan in on his little clipboard with notes and I screenshotted it because I I didn't notice it but it was a Facebook something that I saw on Facebook and um things that he has written down in it is places for homos I want to get your reaction on the some of these so hit me with it um what are the places that he's searching for these drag queens would be flower shops (laughs) I <laughs> Number two, ballet schools. <laughs> because, Come on, Billy Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, hits close to home, flight attendants, lounges. My husband is going into the flight attendants. <laughs> number four, restaurants for brunch. Okay, that's just <laughs> fucked up. I feel called out. <laughs> And number five, antique shops. <laughs> I feel like at 31 years old, we, have- we just got called out by <laughs> Sheriff Dudley. <laughs> at 31 years old, we have now realized we are, in fact, <laughs> Those- stereotypes of gay men. <laughs> I cannot. It, it literally made me laugh. I and I was like, that. I have to share this with Matthew. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? <laughs> That's about two shits. Oh, my God. That is so funny. I've never <laughs> noticed that before. And I've seen that yeah. movie multiple times. I'll, I'll have to send it to you. Oh, we'll have to share it on the Instagram. Okay. That was great. So um, earlier this week, Matthew, the 2020 Tony Award nominations were announced. Did you hear about that? I um, I heard rumblings, but I didn't really look into it because I didn't know anything that was happening with the Tonys. 
girl, my house was rumbling. You were getting the aftershocks. <laughs> I bet. I, I bet. Was, I got a, I, I got a preview of uh, how you felt. Hold on. I'm still getting feedback on your end. I can hear on like. My end? Yeah, I can hear me again. Is like my volume too high? Probably. But I like it loud. <laughs> oh my god, Matthew, speaking of loud, I heard my neighbors having sex the other day. <gasps> it was so awful. Wait, which neighbors? The, okay, no, okay, so from from our um from your room mm-hmm. to from the spare bedroom, the house where we parked our from our back garage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Across so across the way. The ones who Across the street from them. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know these neighbors. I have no idea. But literally, we, we've we been, like, it's now beautiful outside. And so we've been sleeping with the windows down. And literally, Dale and I were having a conversation in the room. And we just heard moaning. And it was like, I literally felt like I was listening to my mom and dad have sex. Ew. But, like... It was bad. It was bad. It was horrible. Like, it... You're supposed to be enjoying sex, but the sex that I heard sounded miserable. Like, I low-key... Daniel and I were like, is she okay? Like, we were like, girl, you don't have to be faking it. Like, stop. It was that bad. It was that bad. Or maybe it was good and she just doesn't know she sounds bad, but... I was like, this does not sound sexy at all. <laughs> and we came from we came home the other last we came home last night and they were outside and Daniel was like, babe, those are the people who are having sex. And I instantly was like, I cannot look at them. I don't wanna look at them. I don't wanna look at them and know that they have bad sex. Like I just <laughs> I could not come to terms with it. <laughs> you all right, girl? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take you there. Oh, my God. Oh, I needed to be spent there, man. <laughs> I needed it. <laughs> I just imagine you guys sitting in the bedroom and just... Uh. <laughs> it was bad. Oh. <clears throat> this Jesus is why you Christ. shouldn't watch porn, because it just makes you think that you have to act like... The people in porn. Yeah. And a lot of the time, that's just not sexy. <laughs> it's not. Oh. Well, I'm so glad that that <laughs> has <laughs> happened to you because I needed that laugh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man, that is too funny. Okay, I just so imagined bad. you on the hammock. <laughs> no, I didn't even want to. I felt dirty. I felt dirty listening to it because I was like, I shouldn't be listening to it, but they're really fucking loud. Hey, but it, that's it's something fault. that you couldn't turn away from it. Like, like, of course, I could have just shut my windows, but no, it was so good that it was bad, but so bad that it was good. Oh my god, that is hilarious. <laughs> It's like when you're in a hotel room and you can hear somebody get it de- getting down and you're just like 
sitting there judging them for the sounds that they're making. <laughs> but also, it's like you're in a hotel room, so right. get yours, girl. Honestly, hotel sex is the best sex ever. Yeah, honestly. I fucking love having sex in a hotel. Me too. I. It's just... If I never had to have sex but in a hotel, I'm in the wrong profession. Um, yeah. No, I. it's... There's something very hot about it. It's um, just dirtier. Mm-hmm. Like, walls are down. Mm-hmm. Fists are up. But also, it should also kind of be like, we need to be quiet because we have... No, fuck that. You be loud. Let people know in room 217 we doing it. <laughs> <laughs> in other news, the Tony Awards happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the transition. What's an orgasm? The Tony Awards happened. That's the orgasm. And not the good one. We're just going to stay on bad feelings that are happening. Not bad feelings. No one wants to be in a bad mood. But the Tony Awards just put me in a mood. And I want them to to change it. But I don't think it's going to happen, girl. Okay, before I let you off your chain, because <laughs> I know you have a lot of thoughts, I just want to put my two cents out there. Okay. One, I get that there is a need to fulfill the theater-going crowd who, like, hold the Tonys to be, like, like how we are with the Oscars. I get it. But I would be okay if it didn't happen. I but want also, it to not happen. But also, we've had movies still coming out while we're in quarantine, and some movies that are still to come. Yeah. Like you said, theater has been, uh, Broadway's been out for how long? Seven months, right? Yeah. And the shows that were, that are nominated, because you're going to get into the nominations right now. Yeah. Um. How long was like the old the longest run out of one of those shows? Three months. The literally the that was that was the cusp for anything for these four shows because they literally opened within the same at least a week or two of each other mm-hmm. and they all shut down. Really? Was it February? It was March. I think it was March something. I don't. It just. I don't know. It it, it really needs to. I mean, I'm happy that it's a thing, mm-hmm. but also it's like. I can't go see these shows. Yeah. And so and you usually cast recordings do not come out until the show's been open for a long while. For for at least like, you know, a good 8 9 months. It usually cast recordings happen after the Tony Awards. Yeah. So, even if I wanted to, I couldn't listen to it. You know, but I mean, mm-hmm. for this for this year, for 2020, thankfully, we have in Best Musical, mm-hmm. uh, we have the Tina Turner Musical, which actually opened in London. They brought they brought that over here to New York, which mm-hmm. is, you know, exciting. So we have the Tina Turner Musical. I love me some Tina Turner. I, Great. I have been wanting to see that. OK, but Jukebox Musical. Because uh, yeah, it's all her music, okay? Yeah. Um, Moulin Rouge, the musical. Ugh, that soundtrack is terrible. See, I don't like the movie, but I like the soundtrack for the musical. Which, going back into these um, these three mu- musicals, 
they all have soundtracks that were released because... They're all jukebox, aren't they? Because isn't Share the Musical also one of the ones in contention? Uh, last year it was. Right. Share the Musical was last year. Um, but, so, two out of these three musicals have only been open for three months. Um, which would be Jagged Little Pill and Tina Turner the Musical. Barely, they had just opened up here right before the shutdown. Which, Jagged Little Pill is based off of the Alanis Morissette album, Jagged Little Pill, correct? Yes, yes, it is. Um, Moulin Rouge opened last year, like 2019. That's right, yeah, because some of the people I worked with went and, um, Gabby went and saw it. And she said, yeah. she said, and she loved it. She said it was amazing. Yeah. I just don't care for the soundtrack. Right. For me, I kind of feel like there was only two musicals, but because Moulin Rouge was the longest that had been out before that, that wasn't nominated for a Tony because it was late. They added that to the bunch, which by all means, great kudos to you, Moulin Rouge. Like, I'm happy for you, you know, Um, but these three musicals are all jukeboxes have not been open for that long and I can't go see them. Sounds selfish, but why am I going to give what, not why am I, why is the theater league going to give props to a show that has not been putting in work for the last eight months? Not just that it would be, if it was up to them, they would do it. I I get that 100%, but it's just, uh, it's unsettling for me. I, I just don't think it should be a thing. Uh, I, and honestly, I kind of completely agree with you. Because these shows can come back once Broadway opens up again, which it's not going to be until, what, May, June 2021? Yeah, maybe. So, so that is also cutting out an entire year for the Tony Awards. Like, next year it's not going to have a Tony's because usually the qualification period is between, I think it's July and April or May of the following year. Mm-hmm. Like, that's their awards consideration window. Um, and so, to me, it's almost like, all right, well, why don't you make an amendum um, on it saying that everything that was qualified for the 2020 Oscars is going to be pushed to the next Oscar, or not Correct. Oscars, Tonys, with, like, the shows that are coming out that following year. At the end of 2021, because those shows can come back. Open open those shows. They should be the ones to, when Broadway's ready to reopen, after, like, Wicked and Phantom and all the go-to, like, staple shows that are on Broadway, bring back the shows that were supposed to be for this, this run for the Tonys and bring them back, open them up, and add them to contention with everything else that's going to open. Because let's be honest, even with Broadway opening in, at the middle of next year, there's still not going to be a lot of um, shows that are going to be up and ready to open, you know, immediately <clears throat> in 2021. Yeah. Well, girl, there's literally 16 shows that have yet to be opened. 16 plus these four little ones. Are they all going to make the cut? No, they're not. But is it like, sixteen musicals or sixteen musicals and plays and plays? And that's a lot. That's that's a yeah. lot to have up 
on the docket. So I don't understand why they would just be like, okay, um, we're going to just award whoever came out and then like, just kind of like, eh. I mean, I get that they don't probably don't want, you know, the work to not be recognized. Right. But how about you just make it like a giant, a show Mm -hmm. that's like, hey, Theater is a thing. Theater is still a thing. We will be back. Mm-hmm. Here's the best of the Tonys for the last from the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. Not only that, here's the four shows that closed that were brand new. Look forward to them for when they come back. Show us mm-hmm. like their show stopping number from each show, and then get us excited again and want to come back. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? No, I like completely that's, get it. That's kind of what I wish would have been done, mm-hmm. you know. But we're not big, famous head producers, so you know we is true. don't have that option. But also, listen to us. Yeah, you know. And it's funny too because on the other side of things, um, still kind of in the realm of award season. Uh, I believe it was the Washington Post last week came out with an article saying how the Oscars shouldn't happen. And to that, I say, no, they should. Like, even though we are, um, we're in a very weird time right now, there's still movies that are being released in twenty in the year 2020 that are really great movies that also deserve recognition. So I guess I can kind of see that with the musicals, but I feel like film has a very shorter shelf life than actual life theater does. You know what I mean? Like that can come back and mm-hmm. last for years. I mean, look at what's happening with Wonder Woman 1984. It may get pushed back again for like the fifth or sixth time this year to 2021 and people are just like, just put it on HBO Max. We're over it. Just release Black Widow on Disney Plus. We're overwaiting for it. So you said you mentioned Jagged Little Pill and um, Tina are nominated for Best Musical, right? And yeah, and Moulin Rouge. And Moulin Rouge. And then, so there's only three. Yes. Is that generally a thing that happens at the Tonys? No, I thought it was a five. There's usually five. There's usually okay. five, but there's they didn't have enough. Which is fine. Uh, yeah. It's fine. So. What else is Fortunately, happening? fortunately, those three shows all have, like, soundtracks, too. So mm-hmm. those can be listened to. But once again, just listen to the real songs. Yeah. It, it's, you know? it's different when it's just a soundtrack rather than actually seeing the performances yeah. built around and it. So this next category is Best Performance by an Actor in a Leading Role Musical. Uh oh. So I know where this is going. Yes. Um, they decided to only nominate one person in this category. No, they decided just to hand over an award to somebody in this category. <laughs> Correct. Yes, and you know what? I did some research earlier this morning, and it's not what we actually think which is a good thing but also it's still like we're going to give this award still to him because apparently 60% yeah 60% of the voters have to vote for him for him to get the award so what does that mean but he's the only one so if you're he's filling the, out a ballot 
what, you just leave that space blank? Or is there, like, a write-in option? Exactly. Is this like, a 2020 election? Can you just write <laughs> in whoever you want? Could you imagine? No, but, I, which is kind of like, I was kind of feeling like, well, they're still going to give it to them. This is just their way of saying... 60% of the people have to vote for him in order to take for like to make it seem like there's a rule behind this and we're standing mm-hmm. behind it but honestly they're just going to give it to him. Oh and this actor his name is Aaron Tevey. Um you you've seen him. Yeah, you've seen him. Um he was in Grease Live. Um he is also in um he plays Danny Zuko in Grease Live, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh he was also in Next to Normal, which is a beautiful musical. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, please do so. Um Next to Normal and also he was in the film adaptation of Les Mis. He played um I can't remember who he was, but he definitely he was in that was. movie. So he has put in his work. You know, but I just feel like there's three other musicals that they couldn't... I'm sure there was a leading man in Tina the Musical. Granted, it's a show about Tina Turner, but... Yeah. You know, I'm sure there was a leading man in Jagged Little Pill. Well, because wouldn't Ike be part of... Um... Her thing? Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, I would assume that he would be, like, the male lead. I don't really know how big of a character... I mean, he had a big character in her life, but I don't know if they... You know, I don't know where the musical went in that direction, so maybe he wasn't in it. I don't know. Yeah, I guess because um, I, when I hear Tina, the musical, I'm thinking, oh, well, they just took What's Love Got to Do With It and then and made it, and a, made musical. it a musical. Possibly. Um, and then we also have Jagged Little Pill, which I hear... Covers, uh, it's heavy on, well, I mean, drugs, mm-hmm. um, addiction, mm-hmm. racism. So it covers a lot of things in the show that I wouldn't have never really thought of. So I feel like maybe I need to give these two musicals a kind of like a deep dive before I make my full on decision. Mm-hmm. But these musicals just are very lackluster. In in the, the, there's no hype behind it. And I guess for me, it's just, you, you know how I am. I have to literally have something to have material to be able to be like, okay, this is what I'm standing for. This is what I like. Mm-hmm. This is why. And I feel like a soundtrack just doesn't do that for me. Right. You want like the context. You want photos and, you know. Possibly illegally taking videos of performances. You want like going to the Today Show and doing a five minute performance video. Yeah. Like that is how you living on the completely different coast of New York get to like feed into experience this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And another musical that literally was was only open for three months that didn't get noted at all percy jackson and the lightning thief like why would that be a tony award nominated musical i do not know but they could they could even they could even plug in that kid to try and like you know as a lead actor in a musical to be like oh it's a two-way street who's gonna get it no but they literally like you know they could have still handed him that award that way you know 
I don't fucking know. It's just, it's... It's weird. It's very, very weird. Because it's like... I don't know. It's just like, okay, the nominating committee, is this the only person they could think of? And I get that your options are very, very limited. But then if that's the case, then why don't you just go ahead and combine categories? This be the a year where it's leading male actor in a stage production in a stage play or a musical like just mm-hmm. combine the categories almost I feel yeah because there isn't enough material to really fill out because the Tonys actually have a large like category like their categories for awards is very very large yeah like, more so than I think the Oscars <clears throat> it's it's a different time, and I mean, I'm we're still I'm still gonna tune in just because it's something that I, you know, enjoy. take part in every mm-hmm. year, and I enjoy it. But it's just it feels it feels weird. Um, the one nomination that I'm really excited for is the uh, well, the category. I mean, is the best choreography category. Mm-hmm. Once again, three shows, three choreographers. Um, nominations are. Uh, C.D. Larby Cherkowki for Jagged Little Pill, mm-hmm. um, Anthony Van Last for Tina Turner the Musical, mm-hmm. and Sonia Taiyi for the Moulin Rouge the Musical. Um, one of these one of these choreographers, Sonia Taiyi, I've followed since I was 14, 15 years old. Whenever So um, You Think You Can Dance started, and she started yeah. choreographing. On that show. Yeah, that was that was my introduction to her, and she is a beast. Like her mind is just out there in a good way, mm-hmm. and her, the pieces that she that she makes up in her head are just beautiful. Like they're haunting. Like I, I if, can't even. If ugh. you were to okay, um, if you were to want to give the listeners a bit of a crash course into Sonia's catalog of choreography slash performances. What would be like your top three? Assuming that they're coming from So You Think You Can Dance, but if there's other other uh, performances or pieces that she's done from elsewhere, those could also be included. But oh if you had to choose three, what would you what would your go tos be? Goodness, I would probably have to say number three would be the Courtney Galliano and Mark danced uh, to the garden. I think it was season three. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else? What else? Any of her group numbers are honestly amazing. Her group numbers are really good. Also, oh, there's the... Um, it it was it was like probably a couple two or three seasons ago. They have lamps, and they're dancing with the lamps, and they all look like statues. Oh, it's a contemporary right. routine. Yes. Oh. It is fucking mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. So, literally, I'm gonna put my three favorite Sonia Tai photos in an Instagram photo, and if y'all want to go watch them to see who she is, we'll leave links she, in the show notes as well. She us. deserves that nomination. And like I said, I know it sounds like I'm being biased just because I know her, not know her, but know of her, mm-hmm. but it's just, once again, I've been able to see the work. Right. I've followed the work. Granted, 
Moulin Rouge is something that I haven't really followed yet, but I know. But you've seen clips, I'm sure, because it's yeah, the show seen, that's been out the most. Yeah, I have seen clips, and you know, it's a lot of can can stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a lot of chorus type dancing. It's not mm-hmm. really, you know, stuff that the main actors do. You mm-hmm. know, besides Karen Olivo, which you know she as well nominated for her second Tony, yeah. uh, Karen Olivo for uh, best actress in a musical. Um, it is Miss Karen Olivo. Um, the Girl in Jagged Little Pill. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a first-time Tony Award nomination. Um, let's see here. What is her name? What's Karen Olivo no- nominated for? She's nominated for uh, Best Actress in a Musical. But she plays, I was going to say, um, Fontaine. What is that girl's name? In Milan Rouge the Musical? Oh, she's the Nicole Kidman character. Yeah, she's the Nicole okay. Kidman character. I just was wondering what show she was in. <laughs> Honestly, Alyssa's gonna fucking kill me for that. <laughs> what? She's gonna be like, how dare you? Honestly, Milan Rouge <laughs> is not a movie that was really one that I attached to. I only like the weird... Um, I almost said Guinness. It's not Guinness that they drink. Uh, <laughs> what is that? Uh, absinthe. I like oh, the yeah. absinthe fairy scene, mainly because the absinthe fairy is Kylie Minogue. Um, but other than that, I don't. I never really like attached to Moulin Rouge like a lot of people our age did. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's just not my thing. I mean, it's Which, different. Yeah, and I it's love Nicole Kidman, but yeah. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure it's a little. It's played different. She's, you know, Karen Levo is a person of color. She is Latina, Ooh. so that's exciting. It's you know they didn't go in the route of oh we're gonna get a Nicole Kidman to play right. this. You know they they gave it to somebody who would probably change things up a little bit, make the mm-hmm. right decisions, but also make it their own mm-hmm. and true to the film. Um, yeah, then another nomination would be Catherine Gallagher. This is her first nomination. Um, she's new to Broadway. She's never, this is the first thing she's ever acted in. She's a singer, um, but she does really good, apparently, in this show to get a Tony Award nomination. So congratulations to her. And the other Tony nomination would be for, oh my goodness, I didn't do my homework, I didn't get her name, but uh, Tina Turner the Musical, obviously. The woman who plays Tina Turner, she's going to be um, up for, you know, the award as well, so kudos to all three of those girls. Um, I would ask you who you're rooting for, but I'm assuming it's Karen, since... I mean, she already has a Tony... But I feel like Catherine Gallagher is going to get it because she's young. Mm-hmm. And once again, they need the young people to, you know, of course, they want to try to appeal to the next generation of Broadway. And right. this girl, you know, I wouldn't say is, but she could be she's a part of it, you yeah. know, so they're, you know, and also I feel like I honestly feel mm-hmm. that Jagged Little Pill is probably going to sweep. Yeah, for some reason, I feel like that shows the one that they're going to glom onto and really like run with. Uh, who because who doesn't love a who doesn't love a comeback story for Alanis Morissette? Did she score or yeah. write the book? Oh, okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. So Alanis is on her way to uh, the EGOTs, is what I'm hearing. Yep, 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 yep. Cute. Matthew, what's an EGOT for those people who don't know? An EGOT is um, a. Uh, 
An EGOT is someone who has won an Emmy, a Tony, an Oscar, and a Grammy, which is uh, very hard to do. Um, very, very few people end up doing it. Most of the time it's going to be like composers or lyricists that are going to EGOT because it's just easier for them to do so. Um, but Whoopi Goldberg is an EGOT winner. She's um, got her Tony for her one-woman show, which is fantastic. If you've not seen Whoopi Goldberg live on Broadway, search it out. Uh, I I own a DVD copy. I would send it out to everybody who wants to watch it, but I can't. Can you be our blockbuster? Yes. You know I'm, that's my goal. Okay, send it to me first. Okay. <laughs> I think you and Daniel would really like it. She's got two. Um, it's the original one from the 80s, which is fantastic. And then she's got one um, kind of uh, around the end of the Bush administration period um, that... Uh, is really really good. It was like 2004, I think, is when it came out. Um, on. But so Whoopi Goldberg is an EGOT. Um, I'm trying to think other people. Uh, the Lopez's who wrote um, uh, all the music for Frozen, they're also EGOTs, or is it just him? I think it's no. I think it's the both of them. Yeah, I think no. it is. Yeah. No, it is the both of them, and I think he is the youngest EGOT winner so far. Got it. Uh, I know that Damien Chazelle is on his way to become an EGOT. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda almost became an EGOT winner if he would have won his Oscar for Moana. So fingers crossed when In the Heights comes out, that happens for him. And Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga almost EGOTed. She, I mean, she needs a Tony, but... Um, she gonna get that she's Tony, She's gonna girl. get that Tony. She Honestly, that I'm Tony. telling you, I'm telling you... Do another revival of company with a like they did with the um the English one. I think they're actually gonna bring it over from the West End yeah. to Broadway. That was one of the sixteen. If you want to plug Lady Gaga in there, she'd be great. I think I want Lady Gaga in My Fair Lady. No. I want her in. No, I want her in an original. You want her Tony to be for an original role. I want it for an original, but not a jukebox original. I actually could see her doing more theater, like ten, fifteen years from now. Yeah. And I think you're right. An original piece would, unless they do a Broadway version of A Star Is Born. I feel like she wouldn't do it even if they did do it. You don't think Cause so? Because I think Well, she would age she, out, I guess. Not just age out, but also I think that chapter is closed. Right. She's not the kind of artist to go back. Right. She's not like a Glenn Close. Yeah. Speaking of Glenn Close um, and awards, did you by chance see the trailer for Hillbilly Elegy? I cannot wait. Really? I can't wait only because it's Glenn Close and Amy Adams. Yeah, but it looks but, bad. I was <sighs> not impressed with the trailer at all. I thought Amy Adams was just a bit over the top. The Daniel, whole the whole Daniel, yeah. Daniel hated the trailer as well. He's like, this movie looks stupid. I mean I'm gonna watch it, but I will not be happy when I watch it. 
I have a feeling it's gonna change my mind. Like change your mind though. You think? I really, I, I, I really think so. Just because it's like, I don't know. It's not. I mean, Glenn Close it definitely is gonna do it for mm-hmm. me. Like I know that for a fact. Just because you know, who doesn't love a good family redemption movie? Yeah. The line that got me, and I actually cackled at, was <laughs> Amy Adams when she's like, "And who's gonna take care of them? Who?" Who? You? And I'm like, oh, God. This is like (laughs) melodrama to the max. It is, but like, I mean, because she took care of them already, so. Right. I mean, mean, who's to know? I mean, because Glenn Close gets sick in the movie. What if the mom just found out that, I mean, because Amy Adams' character looks like she's selfish as fuck. Mm -hmm. You know. I mean, I'm excited about it because... I am always here for a new Amy Adams movie, and I love Glenn Close, but the trailer just did not do anything for me at all. As you know, it's spooky season. Yeah. And I know you've been real spooky ooky the last couple of days with My things that you've been watching. has been kooky. Ooh, so you watch The Addams Family then. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've actually been doing a little bit of ooky spooky watching myself. What have you seen? Um, so I'm... Uh, I subscribe to Criterion Channel. I mean, I subscribe to all of the streaming services because it's me. Um... <laughs> But I subscribe to Criterion Channel, and they have, for Halloween, a collection of movies. It's like 28 movies um, of all, like, essential horror films from the 70s. And, of course, last week I watched, you know, um, Texas Chainsaw. And this week I watched Trog, which I would not suggest anybody really watch. Uh, It's Joan Crawford's last movie she ever made in 1970 mm-hmm. uh, it's this really cheesy campy 90 not 90s uh, like English 70s B-horror movie okay about um, scientists who go spelunking into a cave in, somewhere in the UK uh, and come across Trog or half man, half ape. Ew. And it's literally Honestly, a man. Honestly, half man, half man, half ape. That's lazy. Right. Now, that's fucking know, lazy. You want to know how lazy this is? How Girl, lazy is it? It is a man with a monkey mask on. That's lazy. And hair glued on top of his hands. Okay, so... I was, you know, partaking in a little bit of a adult herbal supplement when I watched it. And I actually really enjoyed it because it was, like, cheesy, campy, but kind of, like, fun. Like, so bad it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of wish that it had, like, a bit more of a cult following because I feel like Trog, just like Rocky Horror Picture Show, would be, like, a good midnight sort of um, 
event movie that like everybody goes to a midnight showing of and like laughs and has a good time while watching this really campy movie. Okay. But I watched Trog, um, and then on top of that, I, um, what else have I watched? I watched something recent. Oh, I watched the original Dracula from the 30s, and I started the new Frank, not the new, uh, I started Frankenstein from that, um, period of time, the, the like, early Oh, that's cool. Well. That's exciting. Yeah. And those are all on Peacock. So if you've got Peacock, which it's free, uh, there is a premium option where it unlocks a bit more movies and stuff, uh, and it's like four ninety nine. And then there's the no commercial, but that has commercials, um, and then there's a no commercial free for ten dollars. But they have honestly, Peacock's got some real good gems kind of hidden. You have to do some digging to find some of their stuff, but they've got like a lot of Hitchcock stuff. They have all of the old Universal horror monster stuff. It's cute. I, um, I don't know if you were a fan of this, but I definitely kind of my pre like you know. I'm gonna stand ladies because I feel like I like boys and girls. Just kind of I flock to girls more. Mm-hmm. But when I was like probably thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, somewhere around that age, mm-hmm. um, I got into this TV show called Charmed, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've never seen Charm, just stars Alyssa Milano. Um, this is the what, witch's show, right? Because I've yeah, never seen it. You've never seen Charm? No, it just wasn't. Well, girl, you know what it was like growing up. Around the time of Charmed, <laughs> my grandmother was also living with us at the time, and um, the rules of the house were nothing having to do with witches or magic or anything of the dark arts or anything like that. And because just like Buffy, Charm fell into that as well because, you know witches i wasn't even allowed to read or watch harry potter so no i yeah i i i blocked that out i remember that now um but two out of the three girls um a video just kind of resurfaced of them talking about the reboot and i guess the reboot's now going in their third season third or fourth season and um they weren't happy about it and it's Alyssa Milano Alyssa she, Milano she's not in Rose the video Mc- no, Rose it McGowan was, in the video that you sent me was Rose McGowan and the other main girl Holly Marie Shannon Combs Gordy. Holly Howard, Marie Combs that's her they um they recently a video service of them criticizing the show's reboot mm-hmm. um and i guess one of the stars who's one of the witches in the show her name is sarah jeffrey uh but she wasn't happy with their comment um i guess what the was comment, their comment the comment between the girls was you know i they were on instagram live or something like that and holly marie mentioned something about the new charms reboot and um Rose McGowan was like, oh, never seen it. The show fucking sucks. And she says it like two or three times. And um, this video, like I said, just resurfaced. So it had been made a while back. Mm -hmm. And Rose McGowan at the end of the video was just kind of like, well, at least people have jobs. Um, And the girl who's on the new cast... Uh, Sarah Jeff- Jeffrey, she fired back and she was just kind of like, it's kind of sad to see grown women acting like this. Kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, 
there's so no like, point in you shading me. Why are you shading us? Like, exactly. Go live yeah. Your life. That kind of thing. And Rose McGowan kind of, mm-hmm. uh, well, she kind of clapped back and was like, no, I'm not talking about being personal. Like, I'm not bringing race into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're twisting my words. Mm-hmm. What I am saying is it sucks that the higher ups can cash can cash in on a cash grab on a TV show that we worked hard on. And all you're doing is just fucking putting your own little spin on it and literally copying our stuff. So I'm just kind of like, I can agree because I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm all for reboots, Mm -hmm. but they have to be done differently. But you know, Rose McGowan is also saying like, you know, to the industry, this whole reboot thing is done. It's had its time. We need to stop. Original content needs to be made because this is ridiculous. And I kind of agree with her a little bit. Yes, I do agree that maybe we shouldn't be doing reboot after reboot after reboot. It's exhausting. Um, And just like using other properties. But it's been something that's been done in the industry for literal decades. Like, before Alfred Hitchcock remade one of his own films from the early days uh, later in his career when he was working in the States. Like, remakes happen. It's a thing that's going to happen. I mean, it's Um, okay for you to, like, if, like, you know, Alfred, like, in that scenario, he remade a film he made when he was younger. Mm-hmm. That's okay because it's still his idea. Mm-hmm. It's still his concept. It's his story. Mm-hmm. But kind of like if there was to turn like tomorrow, if someone told me there was going to be a Glee reboot, reboot, I'd be like fuck this. If someone told me like there was going to be like, I don't know. I'm just kind of over reboots. Did you not get my text about the Glee reboot? You better shut the fuck up right now. You didn't get my text. I sent you the trailer for it. I hate you. Don't do this to me. <laughs> I fucking hate you. You scared me. No, but no. like... Okay, just... so just let me clear things up. There is not a Glee reboot coming. Thank God, because but... that needs to not be a thing. Not just because it's Glee, but because that is a problem in itself. But a trailer was dropped this morning for a movie called All My Life that is starring Harry Shum? Harry Shum, Harry Shum Jr. Harry Shum Jr., and, and the Diana white Agron. girl. No. Diana Agron. No? Not Diana Agron. The other white girl. Heather the Morris? New, no, the new girl. Melissa Benoit? No, Melissa Benoit, where they are lovers. And Wait, it's Melissa Benoit? I think so. She's the girl who plays Supergirl, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Melissa Benoit. That's her, yeah. Yeah. So her and Harry Shum Jr., uh, Harry Shum Jr., however you say his name, are in a romantic drama movie together. It's basically a walk to remember. He gets cancer and is dying, and then it's like their love, uh, you know, story. Um, very, very Victor. It's, it seems like a very you movie, but oh, I take offense to that. It's, no, it's coming from no, the same person who literally, <laughs> literally is obsessed with me before you. Um. <laughs> Ew, that okay, okay, okay. You want to go there? You want to 
go there. You want to talk about <laughs> shitty movies we're you into. You want to talk about Nancy Myers. I see you, bitch. <laughs> it's not a Nancy Myers movie, is it? I think she wrote the book. Did she really? She fucking wrote the book, bitch. Hold on. Hey, Siri, who wrote Me Before You? Jojo Moyes. Oh, my bad. <laughs> you is a... Wait, she's the writer of the movie. No, that's the right author. That's right. Wait. Jojo Moyes? Jojo Moyes, yeah. Jojo okay. Siwa wrote Me Before You. I can't pronounce my eyes. <laughs> Hail. <laughs> no, but don't go there about me before you, okay? Oh God! I don't see. fucking do it. I won't don't do fucking it. do it. That movie is terrible. It is not terrible. It is so good. Oh God, it's so bad. It's not bad. It literally has yeah. me crying. Fine. And if you can make me cry in a movie, that's a good thing. Victor, you cry at a lot of things. No, I don't. Fuck you. I cry more at movies than you do, and it didn't even make me cry. No. How did that movie not make you cry? It was terrible. I hated every second of that. She is too eager and bright and sunny. And you know those types of people really make me angry. And to see that for two plus hours in a movie... I wanted to rip her her eyes out. Did we see I it together? Did. No, you watched it. You were obsessed with it. You're like, it's really Who cute. Who did I You'll go see it, it with? I Daniel. went with somebody. No. Daniel and I weren't together yet. Are you sure? Yeah, we weren't. Wait, did you go with Alex then? I think I went... Yeah, I went with Alex and Teresa. That's who it was. Because mm-hmm. that was around the time where I had just... I was like, just me, fresh, just me. Mm-hmm. And I was like... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Find yourself, bitch. And she found herself. She found herself with a lot of money too. I mean, she sure did. That can't that can't hurt. But I mean, if you go if you're gonna get a guy and he can and he breaks your heart because he gonna kill himself, he better at least give you some fucking money. <laughs> that is so fucked up. He better at if least If you're gonna kill yourself, at least you, leave you me better give the me money on the fucking, dresser first. Leave me your fucking fortune. So I can fucking pay for my fucking... Fuck it. Whatever I'll... Exactly. Pay for my fucking... I, it's just... I don't know. I I felt it was a little... Contra- it just wasn't for me. And I, I know that I am um, a lone star in that state because everybody else that I've talked to who has seen me before you absolutely loves it. I, on the other hand, think it's trash. But then, at the same time, you know, here I am watching Trog, a really shitty 1970s horror film with a man wearing a monkey mask. So, (laughs) and loving every second of it. So I really can't say anything. You like what you like. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, for those of you who have seen me before you, tell me you don't start crying the moment the moment you hear this song. Kind of Taylor Swift ass <laughs> music. Fuck you, this ain't Taylor Swift. Oh, oh. Better be not be no John Mayer. This is a long intro for a song. 
Loving can hurt. No. Yes. Loving can hurt sometimes. It just gets you. It, it literally, it makes me fucking ball. I, Who is I, that, I, Jack Johnson? No, that's, I was going to say Ed Harris. It's Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Ew, that's even worse. I hate it's, Ed Sheeran. It's the, it's the ugly Ronald Weasley. He's not that ugly. Ronald Weasley or Ed Sheeran? That's for you to decide in your own head. Honestly, okay. <laughs> Rupert Grint could get it. He looked nasty. When you say he looked nasty, you mean not like facial features or anything. Like he would get nasty. He would get nasty. I mean, I guess. Bitch, you. Nasty. I don't see it. I don't <laughs> see it. But then again, you know, I got a type. So Hagrid for me, that's for sure. You nasty. You like them, them bulbous hairy man. Mm, I love that got bear. That got all those beasts hidden <laughs> up. Mm, give me a fantastic beast, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so what else have you been watching? What, what spooky stuff have you been watching? Honestly, I haven't been doing any. I mean, I've been doing some spooky stuff, but nothing that I'm really, re- really ready to talk to, talk to, talk about just because, I don't know, spooky season is my thing, but it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. But I recently started watching The Haunting of, Bly- of Blythe Manor. Manor. Blythe, Blythe Manor. I, 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 okay, so I haven't watched this yet. I know, I know, I know. I know. You've been trying to get me to watch it. And we do want to do like a whole full episode deep dive once we both have seen it all. Have you watched the entire thing? Or are you still... Honestly, I kind of want to do like episode by episode. That yeah. way, we don't jump ahead of things. Okay. I am I am on episode three, but okay. um, yeah, it's it's really good. It's definitely like I'm kind of putting the pieces of the puzzle together myself, mm-hmm. so it's really easy to follow. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope I'm wrong, but if I'm not, I'd be okay with it because it's still enjoyable. I I do like it, but um, okay. yeah, it's um, it's set in London. London, London, Paris, New York, Disco, Uptown, Downtown, Rio, Singapore. (laughs) Don't you know, bitch? I'm from Chicago. Turn to the left, Miss Kilimanjaro. There's a ghost following us. What are we going to do? No, no, but um, it's it's set set in London. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) It's set Um, in London. Set in London in the 90s. Um, Mm -hmm. It kind of begins... In, in a weird place, it's mm-hmm. a woman telling a story at a wedding, at a, not at a wedding, at a rehearsal dinner. What the fuck? So you kind of get the vibes of this woman. Does she live in this moment? Was she? Mm-hmm. A, is she one of these characters? Has she lived to tell the story? Um, but yeah, and uh, an American um, woman, she goes to London, and she's a teacher, mm-hmm. and she, uh, what's the word? She applies to be an au pair, to be a nanny for these two children whose parents passed away um, and whose previous nanny died. And so um, she gets hired and she meets the kids and spooky things ensue in this manner. And you just kind of are kind of like, well, the au pair, the lady, the girl, she's 
she ain't all there either. She's fucking crazy. Like, there's this spooky ghost that's following her, and she's known about it since the beginning of the fucking show. So it's like, you got some secrets, girl, and I see you, and we're going to figure this out, but I don't know if I like you enough to be like, I need to save you, or this ghost better fucking get her, you know? Um, But there is this really, really intense scene where she gets locked in a closet, and I have never, ever, ever, like have been so claustrophobic in my life before just watching her scream inside of this closet i am like get me the fuck out open the fucking door get her out right now it's like it it's like it's honestly like the worst 25 30 seconds that i've that uh, that i've seen on television that's just kind of (sighs) like it like grabs like his teeth into you and you yes, won't let go. Yeah, you literally breathe. Like when she get finally gets out of the closet, you breathe with her and you're like, Alright, let's fuck some this person up. Who the fuck did this? Figure it out because I am not okay with that, you know? But yeah, you you know, we okay. should definitely, you know, catch catch just start just start it. It's it's honestly really good. I I have um been meaning to watch it. <clears throat> Roger is out of town looking at a possible um like construction job for a friend and we were going to watch it last week uh but we just like he was gone so we didn't have the time and so we need kind of like an after dinner show you know what i mean like you know how like you have your dinner you clean up the kitchen it's like eight o'clock and you're like okay i need to like settle in for the evening you put on an episode of a show or something right Mm -hmm. so um and he i mean roger loves horror and he loved The Haunting of Hill House when that was out. And it's by the same people with the same cast. So I'm pretty sure he's going to love it. And he's been kind of like bugging to watch it. So I think we'll probably start that tonight. Yeah. And tonight. I'll at least have the first episode. But don't episode. fucking say you're going to do it and don't do it, bitch. Because I will Listen, fucking bitch. shank you. I'll put you in a closet. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, we're not doing this. Because you told me, you told me to catch up on... Um, I almost said Letterkenny. That's not the show. Lovecraft Country. And have you? And I have. I Are you, did you finish I'm, it or no? No, the finale just aired last night. So calm your fucking tits for a second. <laughs> I don't okay. have you know that much time on my goddamn hands. <laughs> I mean, I do, but I don't. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <Absolutely>. uh, <laughs> um, I have YouTube videos to watch and people's uh, channels to subscribe to I and like and comment. You. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where I was going with this now. <laughs> but you know where, yes, I'm, we, you know where will, I'm gonna go. You know, I don't know where I'm gonna go. I will be putting um, the haunting of Blythe Danner Manor on my uh, watch list for this week. Just do it because next week we're doing a full-on test. You will be tested. There will be an exam, and if you don't get it right, then. What, you're going to replace me like you tried to do last week, bitch? I'm going to say, I say, it's a pie, baby, up and down. You're going to turn into a motherfucking it's spooky a kitty. You're going to suck my soul out? I will. All right, well, fine. We'll do it at the cemetery. Meet me there at 6.30 a.m. Y'all want to come? Come. <laughs> want to see a battle? <laughs> you want to see a battle of the bitches? Come. <laughs> So continuing down the spooky season uh, path, 
you know how Bette Midler does her Halloween event every year? Yeah. Well, this year, because COVID, it is going to um, be streamed virtually. Isn't it for, like, the Met or something like that? It's for something. I could be wrong about the Met. It's for some charity or... It's for nyrp.org, I think is what it is. Um, Hold on, I'm looking it up right now because I want to pull up the website. No, it's not it. Yeah, here it is. Uh, nyrp.org. If you go to their website, they have um, a few options. There's benefit packages. You can get tickets for the event, which tickets are only $10. Yeah, which, which is cute. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a full like variety type show, and the mm-hmm. girls gonna come out and sing. They're probably gonna sing the, their song, and mm-hmm. that'll be that. Yeah, it says that in search of the Sanderson sisters, a hocus pocus Halloween takeover. Tickets are only ten dollars. You can purchase them now. The event is Friday, October thirtieth at eight p.m. Eastern. Um, and the website states uh, that this is a one-time showing. The show will not be broadcast again after the listed, listed date and time. Um, and also, uh, just a quick little spiel on what the show is. It says, join us as Miss Midler reunites with Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy and Jimmy for In Search of the Sanderson Sisters, a Hocus Pocus Halloween takeover hosted by... The mistress of the dark herself, Elvira. Did you see who the featured listing is for this um, Um, event? Glenn Close, Jennifer Hudson, Adam Lambert, John Stamos, Meryl Streep, Billy Crystal, Martin Short, and Sarah Silverman. Jamie Lee Curtis is also going to be there. Todrick Hall will also be involved as well, as well as George Lopez, Vanessa Shaw, Martin Short. Keenan Thompson, Sophie von Hasselberger. This is only an hour-long show. How the fuck is this going to be happening? I have no idea, but Meryl's there. So if this means that we are getting Meryl as a fourth Sanderson sister for the reboot, pre- sequel, prequel, whatever it is, I am here for it. We're getting Meryl as Donna from Mamma Mia, and she's a witch, and she's the one who is going to wake up the Sanderson sisters for the second time from the grave. By singing her rendition of Super uh, Trooper. Oh, I was going to go gimme, 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 but okay, I like Super Trooper better. (laughs) (laughs) So, Halloween is happening this uh, year. It's a um, fundraiser for New York Restorative Project, I believe it is what the foundation is called. Um, And they also have really cute stuff in their shop. Unfortunately, all the Black Flame candles have been sold out, uh, but there is a candle called Dead Man's Toe, um, and there's a few little spooky, ooky treats that are also available. There are some things that are sold out. Um, Which she should restock up on that again, mm-hmm. at least one more time. Mm-hmm. So that is, just wanted to put that out there. Um you and I are always, you know, shouting out cute little events from divas that we love. So yeah, but also if you're would... not if you're not gonna go out and you're not gonna trick or treat, you're not gonna go to a party. If you have children, mm-hmm. you're gonna stay at home. Ten bucks, you got a full show. Yeah, and you know everybody's in the hocus pocus mood this month. This is just something to add to that as well. We definitely want to know too. Like, what are you guys watching? What are you listening to? What are you obsessed with? Let us know, because sometimes your girl needs a new obsession. You yeah. Know? 
We, yeah. I know a lot of our friends come to us for like recommendations on movies and stuff because that's kind of our world. Like we live in that pocket, but there's also a lot of stuff that we just don't uh, really give a look to, or yeah. like we'll From, put in a, we'll put it on our watch list and it'll just sit there forever. Yeah. For so. me, I really struggle with music. I have like what's the word? Tunnel vision. I'm like a horse mm-hmm. is going one direction. Like I, you cannot steer me from any other thing that I really, really like unless you really like sit down with me and we listen to something, and then I become obsessed with it. That's like how kind of how I am. So, mm-hmm. any new recommendations? Any old recommendations? Please feel free to slide into my DMs and let me know what's up. Just cause your Same boy here. is your boy needs a break from. No, no, not your boy. Lady Gaga. She needs mm-hmm. a break. Um, who else needs a break? M- Michelle Branch. No, not Michelle Branch. <laughs> who the fuck is she? <laughs> you know who Michelle Branch is. Let's just say don't I need a break. Her. I right. need a break from Katy Perry. Why am I listening to Katy Perry? I don't Do know. Do not know. I need a break from Todrick Hall. I need a break from Ghost the Musical. I need a break from Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde the Musical. I Shout need out a break. to Natalie. I need a break from anything that has to do with RuPaul. Um, yeah, I just I, I I need a break. So help 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 a guy out, please. Yeah. Um, I will suggest to you and to our listeners. Um, I'm not sure if you're ready for obsessions of the week, but this is kind of my obsession for the week. So I'm just gonna throw it out there. What it um, is. Riley, the EP by Ooh, can Ms. we Amber talk Riley. about that? Okay, honestly, I love that she dropped her first name. Me too. I love. I mean, I love her first name Amber. Like I love it. Mm-hmm. But just I going by Riley is so Going by good. Riley is great. She looks beautiful. She looks phenomenal. Yes. Like she yes. just her voice is mm-hmm. butter, butter, mm-hmm. butter, 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 butter. Did you watch that live, uh, that live EP for performance that I sent you? Mm-hmm. If you yeah. have not listened to it, um, go, go watch it. I'll leave a link to it in the show notes. It's her entire EP. It's like a twenty-six minute long performance or something like that, and it's her literally just going through the songs of the album. But honestly. She's just, she's got this swag and like the vocals are just like, they hit so hard. Like she's Amber Riley, I think is one of the most underrated vocalists that's out there today. Oh, for sure. Hands down. I've been obsessed with her voice since uh, going back to Glee. (laughs) That's where we're we're introduced to her, uh, you know? Yeah, it's just it's so good. This EP is so good. It's got I like a see, mix I, of like pop and R and B, like yeah. smooth kind of. I I did see her music video that she released for. I don't let me see what song. Big Girl that, Energy. Yes, that oh. music video was really good. It's and she me. and she had and she had that big like not big but she had that like she had that boy who was like thickums and I was mm-hmm. like oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, you get it, Riley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you have not yet listened to um, the EP, I, I think it's as just self-titled as Riley. Um, 
if you've not listened to Riley's new EP, please do yourself a favor. After this episode is over, go listen to it. Because it, it just, it, it feeds my soul. It is so, so good. Oh, oh I that's it. so exciting. That's so exciting. Ugh. Happy for you, Amber. Mm-hmm. Or like, Riley. cheers, honestly, because she's, she's fucking killing it. Big Girl Energy is such a bop. Like, I wake up seeing that every morning for, like, the past hey, two weeks. Hey, honestly, I'm going to listen to that tonight with Daniel. Probably going to, you know, honestly? have a drink. Mm-hmm. We're going to go visit Ange at the shop, and we'll Cute. come home, and we'll, you know, we'll just and, chill out yeah. and have fun. Yeah. Honestly, drink a little bit of a herbal libation from Ange. Um, put on your color swirly light. Ooh, put or on the red one. How about the red one? The red one. Um, actually, the red the red one mm-hmm. might because it's uh, most of her songs are pretty like low key and slow. You know, uh, see, you know what I'm trying to do with that red light. I, don't I know you? what you. I know. And yeah. let me tell you, this EP will get you there. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's sexy. It's so good. <laughs> just just put it on the live performance. Let that play for the 26 minutes that it's going, and just. You know what I'm I mean. Pa- our panties dropping. Mm, panties are dropping. <laughs> speaking they of panties. Speaking of panties dropping, are you ready to hear my obsession? Yes. All right. Lay it on me. So, um, I just received my dad card today. Um, my obsession of the week is my Costco card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Uh-huh. My obsession was almost my air fryer that I found in my garage. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so I'm here for this. I'm here for this. Lay it yeah. on me, sweetie. What, I, why are you honestly, obsessed with your Costco car? I feel like I am an a adult. unified adult now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Ours has been expired. We need to go renew it. We're actually planning on renewing our car tomorrow. Uh-huh. And I don't feel like an adult because I don't have a Costco card. Like, I feel like it's this... <laughs> Beacon or this like <coughs> level it's, of it's like adulthood. In, it's in your email and it's in your wallet, screaming, "Don't you forget about me?" <laughs> yeah, she is. She. But is. it's some. It's something as small as that fucking card. Like I don't know. I just was like, "Why don't you have a Costco card?" And Dale and I went today and. We bought groceries and we just did some, some light shopping and I was kind of like, "Yo, this is fun." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I could get lost in Costco and it don't even have to be on a Sunday when they've got the samples out. Just being in a Costco, I'm like, I could get lost in this place. Mm-hmm. I could also buy a lot of products that are oversized that I really don't need. But they're ooh, cheap. Ooh. I bought po- I bought poop puree today. The little spray that you spray on the toilet before you poop. Yes, I was so ex- I was so excited <laughs> for it. I was because like I see them at like you know uh, what's that place called Home Goods Home Goods mm-hmm. Yeah mm-hmm. Home Goods I see them at Home Goods and I'm like yeah no this little one can is like ten bucks no thank you that's why I don't buy it yeah but 
I paid three bottles for sixteen dollars. I was like, oh. "All right, I'll do that. I'll do that." And are they the little bottles or are they like a bigger bottle? They're the bigger bottles. Mm, cute. So you yeah, got a so real bargain. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, I yep, yep, love yep. a bargain. What? What is our life now? Like, what is this? <laughs> this is quarantine life, baby. We just like get our rocks off on you know being able to finally leave our homes and <laughs> um, go buy bulk. Toilet paper, like it's just a thing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I'm not gonna like. <laughs> I look forward to those trips to the grocery store because I'm like, I get to finally leave my house. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still right. afraid that I'm gonna touch something and catch the Rona, but I'm out of my house and I can actually right. be doing something that feels normal for a second. That's not just wandering around my home like a Sims character. But yeah, those are the. I mean, those are our obsessions for the week. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. there may be something brand new. Who fucking knows? Who knows? But, Check in on our Instagram. Maybe we should start sharing things on our Instagram about what we're obsessed with for the week. Give little. Ooh, little actually, sneak peek. One more video that I'm obsessed with right now is the Derek Barry haters roast. She gets full on fucking wasted on stage. I've heard of this. It's so funny. It's so bad, though. But it's like, no, get out, get the fuck out. Uh, my one last final obsession. I know we're breaking the rules and we're having multiple. Is this TikTok because it made me cackle so goddamn loud, uh, <laughs> I almost choked. Um, and it's hilarious. I'm gonna play it for you now. Zip code to Beverly Hills. Wait, hold on. Okay, so we all know the zip code. Beverly Hills. It's 90210, but do you know the zip code to Dawson's Creek? It's 90108. 90108! I cannot get out. I have watched that TikTok so many times in the last couple of days. I am obsessed with it. I go around my my house singing, 90108! I mean, definitely not. My voice is going... I don't know what the hell is going up with me today. Are your balls dropping? My balls are dropping. Oh, I've been watching I'm episodes so of The Brady Bunch. I'm so excited for my mijo. The next few stages, just just let it roll, okay? Don't fight my, it. My balls? <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed a soundy like someone was twisting his balls. Balls. <laughs> Matthew? Yes, Victor. Are you ready to say goodbye? I am. How do you want to do it? Oh, the only way we know how. All right, let's go ahead and do it. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Let's do it. I hate it. So long. Farewell Farewell to you, you, my friend. Goodbye. Oh, no. Until we meet again, I say so long. Farewell to you, my friend. Goodbye for now. Until we meet again, it's been great to play and sing together on improper intimacies. Time to say goodbye. Farewell to you, my friend. Goodbye. Oh, now, 
until we meet again. Thank you for listening to us this week. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you would like to give us a follow, we are on Instagram at Improper Intimacies. Also, uh, we are on Apple Podcasts. And if you can go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review, it actually really helps the podcast get uh, discovered more. Um, and if we get enough reviews or and enough traction. leave us a two or three star if you're not feeling us. No, we need the five star reviews, girl, because that's what gets okay, you I'm sorry. Okay, let's do this again. Let's do this again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. You don't have to like the episode. Just rate it five stars. You can leave whatever you want in um, the review section. Uh, and that just helps us get noticed and gets the podcast out there. Share it if you like. Um, we love seeing everybody listening and sharing on like their Instagrams and stories and stuff if you guys want to let us know something that you watched or something that you've seen that you feel like we you know deserves you know a hot topic on the podcast let us know dm us email us please we want to hear from you guys yeah if there's something that we've mentioned in passing and you would like us to do a bit more of a deep dive let us know and we'll actually do that in future episodes because we love to talk about movies tv Music, toys from our childhood, commercials from our childhood. And uh, if there's anything that you want us to talk about, we're more than willing to, to look into it and, and do a deep dive into it. The dirtier, the better. This is Matthew Burris. And this is Victor Ortiz. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Okay, so um, earlier this week, the Tony... I can't even fucking talk. I hate this. You know what it is? It's because I'm reading. That's why. It's yeah. <laughs> not. I don't need to read. You are supposed to be off book, <laughs> Victor. I hate myself. You know you are supposed to be off book. Come dress rehearsal. Ugh, and here I it cannot. is, the day of the performance. <laughs> And you have script pages taped to the floor of the stage? This is Tennessee Williams. Get your act together. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm not worthy. Where were?